1: From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio.
2: This is our Live in the studio.
0: Hey! It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. All set. Let's go. The Zone.
3: Hail to the victor. Woo! How about the Michigan Wolverines? Y'all may have sold that Jim Harbaugh stock. I know who you are. I did not. I am your host, Bo Bounds. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Go blue. Go blue. This is ESPN One Hundred down The Zone. We're powered by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial industrial roofing company in Mississippi roofing.ms Joe knocking in the team doing a great job doing it right the first time independent roofing systems show is also presented by the golden moon casino sports book and lounge I'll be there in a couple of days an award-winning dancing rabbit golf club bet 50 play 30 baby bet 50 play 30 Pearl River Resort Ron White will be there in late February and um we're efforting having Ron White on the show uh, I will be at the show, so I'm looking forward to uh to that. Ron kind of looks like a hippie now. Got long
2: hair and uh have you seen him recently? I have. I mean he looks like he's kind of at peace, you know. I mean he's sober. Yeah. And and now he's apparently he's funnier than ever. Uh that wouldn't surprise me at all, just because
3: that guy it, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to have the the uh the booze to be funny, you know? He's got um, the voice. He's got the voice. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, he's got the voice, and he's friends with uh, with Doctor Phil. Um, <laughs> I'm friends with the Michigan Wolverines, and uh, Steve Dace Harbaugh loves me. And uh, I don't know who's my favorite player: Don- Donovan Edwards or JJ McCarthy? Ooh, Blake Corum. Uh, Blake Corum. Come on, that's a that's a heck of a name, Blake Corum. That is, he's a dude too, but uh, how about Donna, Donovan Edwards? Woo! How about that Michigan defense? For real. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, they too. they played well. They played well. Did,
2: were you upset that you picked Washington and they didn't win? No. Okay. No. I mean, I'll, that was one of those, like, look, I've, I picked against them this whole time. Might as well try picking for them. That didn't work either. So maybe that's why I don't hit any parlays. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because I can't pick a side. Uh, That's probably why.
3: The uh, the four-leg parlay, the eight-leg parlay. Look at this. We're watching the highlights right now. Boom. And that sealed the deal, baby. Right there. Harbaugh with some emotion on the sideline. You know, his, his brother, John, has a Super Bowl ring. Right. Jim had done everything that you can do. Um, Jason, by the way, good morning, Jason. Good morning. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, you know, your mustache is not awesome, but other than that, I'm glad you're here. Come on. Uh, in January. Um, (laughs) but the bottom line is his brother, John Harbaugh is a super bowl champion. That's him hugging his dad. That was cool. Um, blowout city baby at the end. It, it, they ran it up on Washington. So, John Harbaugh is a Super Bowl champion, and Jim lost to him in the Super Bowl. And Jim's done it all. I mean, again, San Diego, no scholarships, one big. Stanford was awful, one big. San Francisco 49ers were terrible, one big. Michigan was in disarray and dysfunctional. Natty beat Ohio State three times. Pretty incredible what the if, now that we step back now that Jim just did what he did, what the Harbaugh family's done, in you know a, a Super Bowl and a national championship in in a playoff. I'm not talking about winning the national championship in 1978, which didn't count. Yeah, this yeah. is actually okay. a format <laughs> where you have to go, you know, and win, and and they did, and and credit credit to Michigan and and they beat Bama. Yeah, and I mean, then they they beat Michael Penix in his ninth year of college, and they're hell to the victor. I mean,
2: I think everybody should walk and work today. Would you uh Would you like to hop on the the bad officiating train or what? I know you didn't pick Washington. Should I get on that train? What should I say? The officiating was you know one sided and that we were robbed. No, I don't think so. I think the better team won. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and dominated
3: in the trenches and imposed their will at times, even when they had Michigan faced adversity at times, but did what they had to do. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't I don't think it was officiating. They could still be playing and Michigan would still be up. <laughs> so uh, the better team won. I mean, kudos to Washington. Great story, right? DeBoer, Penix, Junior, and, and so on. But uh but Michigan's just well coached and has good players. And what they win with? They won with homegrown
2: players, not yeah. transfers. They kept them.
3: Yeah. So they uh they they won with with homegrown players, which isn't surprising. We are the out of bounds show. We're brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. They call it the timeout lounge. Inside the Golden Moon Casino. Sports book, full bar, food. It is an amazing place to watch the NFL playoffs and college basketball. NFL playoffs, college basketball. And, uh, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. March Madness is later on down the line. Although we're going to do some really fun things with them for March Madness. It's always a cool, cool vibe in there. But a big weekend in the NFL. We get uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games. Are we spoiled? Yeah. I think we're spoiled. I tell you, who spoiled is uh, Quinshon Judkins. Yeah, are you a Buckeye now? You think they met his money? I don't know if they had to pay as much as y'all. You think um, so? I mean, you're one thing. Ole Miss is doing is overpaying street value uh, because they're not a blue blood. Mm. Um, so I don't know if they had to pay that or not. I we'll find out, but um, that that's a good question. You know, um you know, y'all have money whipped some people, which is what you want to do, fine. But like a Georgia is not going to, they're not going to do that. They don't have to. Right. Bama doesn't have to. Um, I don't think LSU has to. So, um, but it's a great space that Lane has has carved out. He's like, all right, so there's there's several programs that aren't going to go this deep. But that second tier of program, we'll just outbid. Um. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know what he was offered. Six, seven, eight, maybe more. I don't know that's a that's a great question. Um, he's got plenty of time to count all his money before the season <laughs> yeah. starts. Yeah. So I mean, he can just have like duffel bags full of it. Take a long walk. Yeah. Of course, they probably structured it as a monthly payment. But uh, hey, um, he should chew up the Big Ten. I mean, he's he'll be on a. You know, a a team that has um, more talent than Ole Miss and more talent than anybody else they play. Yeah. They're they're still the number one recruiter in the Big Ten, even with adding the teams that they're adding, Jason. So, I mean, he could, if he stays healthy, woo-wee, because, you know, the Big Ten likes to play slow. Yeah. Uh, Not Michigan, but, uh, and and kudos to Harbaugh and his, his recruiting efforts, man. It took a long time, you know. They they got fed up a couple of times. But, I mean, he was winning 10 games a year. And then they finally found the the mojo. And that's with a lot of turnover on his staff. But finally found the mojo. And um, beat Ohio State three times in a row and won a national championship. Now where's he going?
2: Chargers or Raiders? I've been hearing Raiders. I know they like them. I mean, Vegas or L.A.? Toss now, it. Cornflip? There's a tie to
3: him and Mark Davis, right? Or yep. the Davis family. Um, I, mm, Let's think about that for a second. All right, Big Board, coming up next. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Hey, the Ag Up Equipment text line. We want to hear from you. 601-885-3776. Tell me about the game, Shun, or whatever else is on your mind. 885 885- I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. about Zbiotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to ZBiotics.com slash OOB to get fifteen percent off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to Zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for fifteen percent off. Thank you, ZBiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: On the big board. Go blue. No Bama or Georgia, which was awesome. And uh, Michigan comes through. They actually win a legitimate national championship. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Um, I don't know. Jim Harbaugh? Best coach in college football? Well, until he leaves tomorrow? Ooh, best in college football. Well, what do you think? Doing it at a non-elite recruiter? Was this the window? This Was this it? With Georgia and Bama and LSU and Ohio State down? What a time to be alive. The out-of-bounds show. ESPN 105 down to the zone, because I can promise you Georgia, Bama, and LSU are going to be better next year. Um, that's for sure. This was the year. This was the year. We're powered by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Any age, any sport, any injury, MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Um, hardball to the Raiders? to the Hardball to the Chargers? But what a big win for the Michigan Wolverines. You know, Ohio State had dominated the two thousands between the two teams. Trestle got, you know, a, a national championship, although on a on one of the worst calls in the history of the sport. But Ohio State won it. And then and then Urban Meyer got one. And then they won, what was it, like fifteen or sixteen or something? 14 of 16 games. And all of a sudden, Harbaugh turns the ship, flips the script on them, beats them three times in a row, and wins the national championship, including beating Bama. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he kind of checked every box if you want to love Jim Harbaugh as a Michigan fan. I mean, not really anything else to do there. <laughs> but say he's the best coach in college football you might be on to something this year because i mean saban had an off year but i mean he tried to make a climb back yeah no georgia bama and
3: lsu will all be much better um you know so and and you would think ohio state will take take a step but we'll just have to see what happens there with them buckeyes i don't know if ron day's the guy or not he's definitely not jim harbaugh how do you think Georgia would have
2: done in that game? Because that's what people were saying. You know, whenever it was too slow for their liking, you know, people were saying Georgia would dominate both of these teams. That's dumb. Who what said it, that on Twitter? Lot, like a lot. That's of, dumb. A lot of people just twiddling their
3: thumbs. No, know? no. Georgia's not dominating Michigan. Stop. Put your phone down. <laughs> delete Twitter. You know, I, I, I'm glad you pl- played a low level of high school football. No. Not, Did you really see that? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, there
2: there was a lot. I mean, a lot of people that just, you know, want to be commented on or retweeted or that sort of thing. Yeah,
3: Georgia. Read my lips. Georgia does not dominate. Michigan beats Georgia last night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Georgia had a shot. They played one team all year. The league was beyond down. The numbers... The proof's in the pudding, no argument. The league was beyond down. They had one game, they lost it. I, I mean, they struggled with teams that weren't any good. Georgia Tech,
2: yeah. Auburn,
3: Auburn, yeah. come
2: on, Auburn wasn't any good. Give me a break. I'm not arguing here. I'm just, I'm just telling you the voice of the people.
3: Georgia would have blown out Michigan. <laughs> Played outside linebacker. Oh man, uh, heavy feet, heavy calves. Um, live in the Bank Plus Studio. We are the Out of Bounds Show, one hundred five down to the Zone, ESPN. He's eighty nine and twenty five in nine seasons, forty and three over the last three seasons. Wow, Jim Harbaugh is that good, Jason? I think that might be okay.
2: Okay, I mean it's not Lane Kiffin, but it's pretty good, right? It's funny you mentioned that. Mo on the text line said Harbaugh took six weeks off. Definitely best program this year, but best coach goes to Kiffin. Woo! Oh! Woohoo! Yeah, who Thank said you, that? Thank you, Mo, on the text line. Okay. Mo, beer on me. Stella Artois on me, Mo. Stella, our national chant. Let's
3: raise a toast to the Michigan Wolverines. Taking advantage of the window of opportunity, let's raise a Stella Artois to the Michigan Wolverines and to Jim Harbaugh. And they did it the
2: right way. man so many people there there was the whole georgia thing on twitter then there was also the well now let's just all cheat if that's how you win a national championship hold on so
3: so alabama and georgia well along with many other don't pay players like michigan does not get into the cesspool of paying players at that level do they take care of people i would think so did they throw down in the streets for kids in atlanta and You know, that they don't. They don't. Uh, Well, if they did, they would be the number one or number two recruiter like Alabama and Georgia, right? I mean, to be the number one or two recruiter, you have to pay players more than anybody else. So that's, you know, how did Hugh Freeze land the number seven recruiting class this year? Well, it wasn't because of Auburn's play on the field the last couple of years, (laughs) right? They got down. Because of that checkbook. They got down with that duffel bag and the backpacks and everything else. Loaded loaded, Mama up with cash. Um, all right. The Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Twitter X at Bowbounds. Has anybody hit us on the Twitters? Twitter X. We're all smart on Twitter X. let um, Let's see. Oh, we have Christopher on Twitter. Um, What's he talking about LSU here? Just on the validity of the... Oh, stop it, Chris. Good grief. Jaden Daniels and LSU get smoked by Michigan last night. It'd have been a bad deal for that, that LSU
2: team that wasn't any good. Come on. Their defense might, but I think their offense would have had more success than Washington. Possibly. Because I mean, number Maybe. number two on Michigan's defense was shutting Roma Dunze down. He was. I mean, he they were getting shut down thirteen points, and yeah. Washington was scoring at will on everyone else. I mean, the his best Michael Penix's best ball was the deep ball. And oh, how many did he hit? Will
3: Will H says Houston Astros, Michigan Wolverines.
2: <laughs> yeah. Was he saying that they cheated? Oh yeah. Michigan didn't cheat. What'd they do? I think he's still referring to the sign thing. Oh, give me a break.
3: (laughs) People steal signs in baseball all the time. And it's so pure. Baseball is such a pure game. Oh, my God. I mean, travel balls is dirty. Nine-year-old travel balls is as dirty as it gets.
2: It is. (laughs) That's... uh... That's, but it is funny that they coaches wondered.
3: poaching players from other teams, scholarshiping players. Come on,
2: talking to them at the concession stand.
3: Yeah, <laughs> snow cones. Hey, come. We play for uh We'll pay for. We'll get you another bag, three more bats. Don't have to pay any entry fees for. Turn, come on, come on. I need. I, I need a three hole hitter. <laughs> I need a starter, on the mound. We will throw you every other day. We don't care about your arm at 18, but we we've got to win this travel ball league at ten. Okay? Because I'm trying to live vicariously through my son who's not worth a damn, so I need to recruit you here at the snow cone stand. Right? <laughs> you just feed on your leg, that's okay. <laughs> but I know you can I know you can throw uh you know from the left side and we gotta have a lefty to make it through. We are the out of bounds show, ESPN one oh five nine the zone. Uh, brought to you by Jason's mustache, which is not awesome. But this whoa, show is uh, pretty damn good. We want to thank you for going to Apple Podcast and Spotify. We are on Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. show is powered by our friends at Superior Foundation. Todd Sanders, Trey Pace. Superior.ms. Do you have foundation issues? Especially from the drought. Superior. Superior, Superior Foundation, superior.ms. They'll take care of your home. Uh, Jason, he's going to join us. Steve Dace, coming up next at Michigan Podcast. This guy's a maniac. This is going to be fun. He'll join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line.
0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: Ch-ch-chumba.
0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue.
3: Uh, good morning. Welcome in. Hail to the victor. Go blue. Michigan Wolverines, Jim Harbaugh with the national championship. And uh, Michigan ends up dominating the Washington Huskies. And they win it all. Jimmy Harbaugh with the national championship. And his brother, John Harbaugh, was their Super Bowl champion with the Baltimore Ravens. We want to welcome in Steve Dace to the Out of Bounds Show at Michigan Podcast on Twitter. He joins us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Your SEC insider hit this morning it is presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds show. Steve Dace, how does it feel to be a national champion?
4: I got to tell you, Bo, it's it's still kind of surreal. You know, I if I was a, if I was a, a, a Gen X or Gen Y, uh, I am I'm Gen X. If I was a Gen Z or millennial, uh, I might... Uh, I might feel differently. I might feel the euphoria I felt after winning the Rose Bowl last week, but I'm not. I'm Gen X, you know? And so I'm still kind of getting used to there was another game after the Rose Bowl, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so after the after the Rose Bowl, it felt like we did it all, and we beat mighty Alabama. And then, you know, you woke up, you had to get back to work, and then, you know, you woke up a couple days, and like, crap, man, we got another game Monday. You know, we're winning the national championship, you know? And so – um it, uh, it's probably going to take a while. I- I'm going to guess, you know, a couple weeks of uh, being subjected or whatever the hell Juwan Howard calls a basketball program will probably uh, help uh, remind me of this euphoria. But right now, it's still kind of surreal.
3: All right, what a performance by the defense. Okay, I just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're the you Can I put a couple of numbers to that, by the way, real quick,
4: if you don't mind? Yeah, please. So this this is they they almost eclipsed Georgia for the best-scoring defense of a national champion so far this century. Um, It's the best-scoring defense in Big Ten history. You know, we're a league that plays a little defense or doesn't play much offense, depending on your perspective. But it's the best-scoring defense in Big Ten history since Michigan's 1997 national championship. Uh, We're the first team since uh, 2001 Miami, considered perhaps the best team so far this century, to win to lead it every game at the half. Uh, We're the first team since then to do that. Uh, We only trailed in the fourth quarter uh, or in the the second half one time all year. And that was the lead that Alabama took in the fourth quarter of the Rose Bowl. So, I mean, we're we're talking historical levels of dominance. Uh, There were 17 quarterback pressures on uh, Michael Penix last night. Uh, He was sacked on two of those. Uh, On the other two, on the other 15, he went two of 15 for like 17 yards passing or something like that. Okay. So, yes. I mean, uh, first, Mike McDonald, uh, he set the foundation, and he's probably going to get an NFL coaching job here soon. Uh, But his predecessor, Jesse Minter, took it to a completely different level from down there in the SEC. and. And we barely held on to him last year. And I, I think he was gone regardless of what Harbaugh did with this performance. The Eagles are probably killing themselves that they didn't hire him when they had the chance, given what's happened to their defense. So I could see him go back to Baltimore to replace Mike McDonald as D.C. when he gets a, an H.C. job. So historically, this is one of the greatest defenses in modern college football history.
3: Absolutely. To piggyback off what Steve Day said at Michigan Podcast on Twitter, first team since Minnesota? 1903 to hold all 15 opponents to 25 points or less. Yep. Uh just just remarkable. And Steve, here's what else. Uh Michigan recruits well, but you are not an elite recruiter, only two non-elite recruiters won the national championship in the 2000s. Your Michigan Wolverines and the Clemson Tigers. How about that?
4: Right. And and we have a Deshaun Watson-level quarterback, but he's just not there yet. Like, if he comes back next year, that's probably the year that he realizes that, okay? You could see last night. His footwork and stuff in the pocket is still inconsistent. He still misses. He makes a lot of the wow plays, m- misses too many of the gimmies. You can still see that last night. So he's a first-round quarterback. He's just not there yet as a player in college, even if he gets drafted in the first round next spring. Deshaun Watson was a fully realized, developed weapon for Clemson. Yeah. Uh, the, two, the two things that, the, that those two programs have in common, elite-level development. I mean, if you, if you looked at Michigan-Alabama, we talked about this last week on the Rose, in the Rose Bowl, went back and I watched the All-22 of that game, and it just blew my mind watching Michigan just blow Alabama off the ball, particularly in the first half, just over and over and over again. Um, and so you're talking elite levels of player development, but then a very strong culture. Now, maybe, maybe it's become a little incestuous for Clemson with Dabo not wanting to accept the reality of the transfer portal. But in his defense, you can see why he wanted to build a moat there as long as possible around the program, because internally what they created, where you, know, you think at a lower level, uh, we have a lot of what we call developmental programs in the Big Ten. Uh, Mark D'Antonio when Michigan State was really humming. Iowa under Kirk Ferentz. You know, Kirk has said for years, we take one- and two-star guys, and then when they leave here, they look like four- and five-star guys. Okay, uh, But what, what we did is we took a lot of three- and four-star guys, so we're starting with a, a different level of base than an Iowa or a D'Antonio, Michigan State did. We took a lot of three- and four-star guys like Clemson did, and then when we walk, like, walked out of here, they looked like first-day or second-day NFL draft picks. Right? They look like pros. They were grown Man, they look like professional football players. And you see this last night. I mean, there's one real superstar on that defense uh, in Will Johnson, but he's just a sophomore. He'll have to come back next year. Uh, A lot of those other guys, Mike Barrett was a decorated high school quarterback in the state of Georgia, but kind of your classic tweener, didn't have enough of an arm uh, to play quarterback, maybe wasn't fast enough to play receiver. We took him, developed him uh, into into a phenomenal linebacker. And we put him next to – Junior Colson from Nashville, who was a big-time top 100 recruit and looks like the Incredible Hulk. So those two guys um, are kind of the – and according to Pro Football Focus, that was the best linebacker duo in the country this year. So those two guys are kind of the epitome. There's a handful of Alabama-level recruits in the program. Junior Colson's one of them. And the rest of them are guys that are, that are elite-level athletes that, that get developed over the course of three to four years and really hone their craft. And so by the time that they are playing now, they are grown men and, and they know what they're doing. They're basically, they're basically professional football
3: players. Yeah. They, Steve Dace, Michigan Insider at Michigan Podcast on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. And Michigan knocks down a national championship by going 15-0. and And again, um, all 15 opponents... Um, held to 25 points or less. It's just a remarkable feat. Harbaugh is amazing. And I agree with Steve, you know, elite level of player development. What, what does this mean to you knowing that Bo Schimbechler never won it and Harbaugh played for Schimbechler and comes back to his alma mater and wins it?
4: It's, um, I, I think you could have a conversation now, whether Jimmy is the greatest Wolverine ever. And when you consider all that that means, um, I mean, we were the first dominant program uh, in, in the history of the sport. There were Ivy League teams in the late 19th century that were dominant, but the sport was largely regional and elitist. Uh, Fielding Yost from West Virginia, he, he, made, he took the sport global, made it a national sport, basically invented the Rose Bowl. Um, we invented the Big Ten Conference, the first uh, formal power conference. We created it as a university. We were the, the cornerstone of it. Uh, we created the, the the modern football helmet uh, with the stripes and everything that you see with Fritz Chrysler. That goes back to Michigan. I mean, the, the history and legacy of Michigan football. Uh, to say he might be the greatest Wolverine ever, but stop and think about this. We've only had one quarterback ever picked in the first round of the NFL draft. It's Jim. Until until uh, there, uh, Bo used to tell a story. We went to a recruit Rick Meyer whose uh, parents were both Michigan grads. And, and he was from Goshen, Indiana, which was uh, it has a lot of Michigan fans there. And, and Rick was enamored with Lou Holtz and Notre Dame. And so he goes in on, Monday night, on a Monday night to, to recruit Rick Meyer, and they turn on the Monday night football game, and the Bears, with Jim Harbaugh, he's making his first start and, uh, and, and, and Dan Deardorff, who's calling the game, a Michigan you know, All-American, on Monday Night Football, and Bo's thinking, I've got this in the bag. This is perfect timing. And Deardorff starts off the broadcast by saying, no Michigan quarterback has ever thrown a touchdown pass in the NFL. And, and Bo looks at Meyer and he says, but you could be the first. All right? He realized right then he wasn't getting that kid, okay? So in the history of Michigan football, he's the first one we've had uh, throw a touchdown pass in the NFL. He's the, he was a number three for the Heisman Trophy. Uh, Bo's highest-rated team, he was the quarterback, the number two, team that finished number two in 85. He finished the number one-rated passer in college football that season, won a Big Ten. He's in the ring of honor for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and then what he has done here, uh, winning the school's first undisputed, uh, unshared national championship since post-World War II, I mean, he's at least in the conversation. And I think... Um, no one, if, if he were alive today, no one would be prouder of that than Bo. Wow.
3: All right, Steve Dace on the Out of Bounds Show. Do you have a few more minutes? You got to jump off.
4: Sure, I've got a few more. You okay,
3: back. will you tell the story? I remember reading it as a kid in Sports Illustrated. Walk me through it. Um, Beckler moves over to the AD. Is it Gary Moeller? Is that right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Moeller gets into some kind of uh, altercation at a restaurant in the off season, this is like now, early '90s.
4: Bo, Bo, Bo left as A.B. Now he's president of the Tigers when this happens. Okay, so, yeah.
3: okay, and he's down at Florida, I think, at his his uh, vacation home, and he's trying to get in touch with Moeller, who immediately resigns. But there's uh, there's really no cell phones at this time. Now, walk me through it, this story on on Mueller with the altercation with the with an alum or a fan that's that's piping off, and then how Lloyd Carr got the job.
4: So what happened is Michigan, Michigan had gone eight and four two years in a row, uh, and '94 was particularly painful. That that's as talented of a Michigan football team as I have seen in my lifetime, top to bottom. Um, I mean, on offense and defense. I mean, guys that would you know go on and star in the NFL for many many years. Tyrone Wheatley, Trevor Price. I mean, that team is loaded, and that was the Colorado Hail Mary team. Uh, it was just an undisciplined team. They went eight and four two years in a row. Fans are getting really upset. Mueller uh, gets into it. You mentioned it at a suburban Detroit restaurant. Has had way too much to drink. Uh, he's way too belligerent. Uh, and, and, and it took a while for this story to emerge because it's pre-social media. Uh, but then once the story emerged, this, this happened in the middle of May, if I recall. And then once that story emerged, Michigan decided it had to move on uh, and replace him as head coach. Uh, and this was a very controversial move at the time because, frankly, if this had occurred in May of, of after the 1992 team went undefeated and won the Rose Bowl, Mueller would probably not have been removed. Uh, so it's one it's it's one of those things where you know he was guilty of acting belligerently and showing his rear end while going having four lost seasons, as opposed to doing that while being undefeated. If that makes sense. Okay. You know? And uh, uh, and and Roy Carr got the job in the middle of spring. He was told immediately, "You will never be the head coach here. So don't get used to it." Um, we 're going to try to get a big game now, and if we can't then we 'll do that after this season, and you 'll just be an interim for one year. All the coaches were put on interim contracts, told not to you know not to get happy in ann Arbor um, but then after the, 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 the next season though they started seven and one, uh, they were ranked in the top ten, and at that point, the school kind of felt like you know they had they, they had to give it to Lloyd Carr, so they did
3: okay did did Lloyd Carr once he stepped down sabotage the program? Um, when guys like Rich Rod, not that they were still maybe worthy of leading, um, but I don't know, Rich Rod was pretty hot. But Rich Rod, Brady Hoke, um, was he still kind of acting like Philip Fulmer in the back and wanting to be the power broker or no?
4: I think that's a good analogy. I think sabotage is too strong. I think both and in, 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 when you're an alum like a Phil Fulmer, um, you know, he's one of the few like Jim to win a national championship at his alma mater. When you're, when you're a professor emeritus like Lloyd Carr was, when you have done what those guys have done, you think what you're doing is right. You're, you're, you're shepherding. You're, you're gatekeeping. And, and let's face it, several of the coaches that were hired after Phil Fulmer weren't any good. Okay? So, um, and then the one they got that was good left for USC like one year later, right. Lane, Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. So in, in, the case of, in the case of Rich Rod, was he treated unfairly here? Yes. did did he completely show though that he could not rise above and wasn't ready for a job of this magnitude without question because here's the reality Bo. even if he had been welcomed unilaterally if he if if he goes out there and loses badly to ohio state his first year as an outsider the exact same thing would have happened organically anyway if you know what i'm trying to say okay He, he just proved incapable of understanding the magnitude of the job i mean his last, his last Michigan football banquet before he was fired before the Gator bowl, he had the team get together and, and, and everybody there and try to get them to hold hands and sing uh, some Josh Groban song together out loud. And one of the most cringe inducing moments that if we had a fully weaponized social media back then, like we do now would have been one of the most viewed and mocked videos in the history of uh, college football, Twitter, probably. All right. <laughs> he just wasn't, he just wasn't cut out for this job. It was, it was beyond him, but the, this, everybody was very divided after Lloyd stepped down and there was no clear indication of where to go because the one candidate that was the best for the job in Les miles who wanted it had way too much baggage uh, for Lloyd and other members of the administration to sign on to okay last, is, with the kind of baggage you're seeing play out right now by the way if you know what I'm talking sure
3: about, sure okay? um, yeah. Steve Dace at Michigan podcast on Twitter Michigan insider he joins us on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line um, now people are already talking first of all even if this does happen you're still the national champion but there could be an investigation later It looks like uh, as you refer to him Jimmy Harbaugh will take an NFL job in the next 2 or 3 days um but what a way to go out um do you think that Ward Manuel and Santa Ono have the gut stones and wherewithal to fight just in case they try to come take the in case they try to vacate it Steve Without question,
4: I'm not even worried about that. First order they don't control the college football playoffs, so I'm not sure what they would be vacating. Okay. Okay. Number one, you know, I mean, I'm not I'm, I, that. We probably need some clarification. And we've only seen vacated wins in one scenario, and that has been if you had played players that were ineligible because of an improper inducement.
3: That's a good right? point. So
4: that's that's none of the allegations that are that are going on here. By the way, if you read the article in The Athletic last week where recruits are just openly talking about what they're being paid by NIL, I mean, even if you think Jimmy bought those kids those hamburgers after the Wisconsin COVID game in twenty twenty and lied bold faced about it, um, that is nothing compared to the stuff that is going on. Right right up I mean, go listen I love the cover three podcast. I listen to it as much as I can. I think it's the best college school podcast out there. All right. I mean, for goodness' sakes, Bud Elliott, at twenty four seven sports who covers who's their national recruiting guy, just openly talks about what what schools are dropping bags. Just he's just openly talking about you know, well, Quinshawn Junkins, there, he probably's worth about three three hundred fifty grand on the open market, I would guess. Just openly talking about this <laughs> stuff, man. I mean, come on, what are we what are we even doing here, Bo? What are we even doing here? And I I'll, I'll tell you what I think we're doing here. What I think we're doing here is go look at Pete Thamel's Twitter thread, and you're going to find he has an unusual, can- uncanny ability to break Ohio State favorable news. It's really weird, number one. Number two, I think what we're doing here is Jim spent much, Jimmy spent much of his press conference at Media Day on Saturday talking about revenue sharing for the players again, talking about coaches deferring 5 to 10% of their own salaries into a salary pool for the players and revenue sharing again. I think – that's what this is about this is more more than anything else do i think he probably didn't tell the full truth about paying that he probably said screw you yeah i bought those hamburgers but no i'm not giving it to you guys when i've watched you guys look the other way on blank 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 lake do i think that's probably what happened yes okay Okay. um but but do i but in the grand scheme of things i think more it's very trumpian all right in that are there is, is there is there many things about Donald Trump that make you wince and cringe and think to yourself, why are you doing this? What, what is the point of this? Why play in traffic? There's nothing to be gained. But then do his opponents use that as an excuse to say, this is the Antichrist. And you're like, OK, come on, man. What are we doing here? All right. right. That's exactly the same dynamic going on here with Harbaugh and the N C A He plays in traffic when he shouldn't have, shouldn't need to. other. <laughs> <laughs> they, they use that to further their own agenda by an order of magnitude. I think this is really about he is the most high-profile figure we've had in the sport. Remember, that, that has come out and argued for these sorts of reforms that would that would essentially end the NCAA. And keep in mind, by the way, he was also the first high-profile coach to argue for the transfer portal. People forget about that.
3: Okay, we'll leave it there. Steve Dace at Michigan Podcast, Michigan Insider. And uh it's a good day to uh to be a national championship for for hell to the victor. Congratulations. Thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. We will Yeah, I hate to say it. We may be bringing you on in the next week or two and you may either have <laughs> Sharon Moore or Brian Kelly or I don't or Debo I look, I'd go get DeBoer. I wouldn't promote from within, but It's not
4: going to be it's not going to be Brian Kelly. That's okay. not happening.
3: All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks Steve Dace. Appreciate it.
4: You got it. Take care.
3: Bye-bye. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Did you ever think that we would do this many Michigan segments?
2: Never. I mean, this was Michigan's season. Like, not just because they were so good. Because Jim's so polarizing.
3: Yes. Because Harbaugh thumbed his nose at conventional wisdom, which you have to do, really, at the end of the day. Um... And he's he's brilliant. He's odd. He's on the spectrum a little bit. Um, let me say again, he's brilliant. I couldn't agree with Dace Moore. Elite level of player development. Two programs, Jason, in the 2000s. Clemson and Michigan.
2: And when you mentioned Clemson in the 2000s, Michigan's in some pretty good company. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and look, on our
3: ag up equipment text line, people are like, did he really compare, you know, uh, JJ McCarthy, the Michigan quarterback, to Deshaun Watson? I don't, th- no, he didn't, he doesn't think that JJ's that good uh, yet. Uh, and he may never be. But don't forget, McCarthy still has eligibility. Yeah. Don't forget that Deshaun lost the year before to Alabama, played well, but lost the year before. And then the next year, they beat Alabama, and we talk about it all the time. How hard it is to beat an elite level of Alabama team, because it took 59 minutes and 59 seconds, right on the one yard line, and a little rub route to Hunter Renfro for Clemson to win last night. At the end of the day, Michigan imposes their will in the fourth quarter, but they're they're the uh, the most well coached team in, in college football this year. I mean, Harbaugh, you can say what you want about him. But it's like fundamentally sound. His coach is understanding what he wants. Again, making players better, taking three and four star players because what are they? Twelfth, thirteenth recruiter, still great, right? You're still landing good, really good players. Yeah, yeah. But you're not loaded up like Kirby and and Saban and I mean, who are the four big boys? Kirby, Sabin, LSU, Ohio State, right? So those are the four elite elites. Um, and then there's you know Texas is trending that way, A and M. Uh, they jumped in the pool, but they had to get out. So Oregon's uh, been. Oh, Dan Lanning's a maniac. Yeah. I mean, they're throwing mu- they're throwing SEC money, no doubt, and 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 you have to against uh, because you know the two most well, I don't want to say most rabid. Bama's the most rabid, but Kirby has turned Georgia into. You know, I always said this on the show long before you even knew we had a show. Georgia was <laughs> the martini. They they were the golf crowd. I mean, I've been over to Athens. You know, they oh, this you know, they'd sit up in the stands, give you give you a good golf martini clap. We'll win eight or nine, ten games maybe a year, it's all good. Kirby came in, burned that down. He said, you know, that that that's not what we're doing. We're gonna throw down. I I saw how we did it at Bama, we're gonna load the boat, and uh we're gonna win on as many five star battles as as Alabama. So the most ruthless, relentless. I guess alumni networks, are Georgia, Bama, and LSU. And I'm not saying Ohio State's, you know, soft by any stretch, but I'm still going Bama, Georgia, LSU, as far as the most ruthless and relentless with duffel bags of cash or whatever you want to say, truckloads, SUVs full, Whatever. Or, or SUVs in general. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Or SUV. Well, no, you get the SUV, but you also get all the cash
2: in it. Ah, gotcha.
3: Yeah. It's a... That's a good deal.
2: Absolutely. I'll take that.
3: I'd take the cash. <laughs> we are the Out of Bounds Show. We're driven by our friends at Mack Hike Ford. Are you in the market for a Ford F-150 truck? Go see our crew. Mack Hike Ford. I-55 North in Jackson. They've got the best selection of Ford F-150s, pre-owned and new. Good morning. Welcome in. Mike detillier.
1: actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com
0: no purchase necessary btw prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
1: it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be
4: adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say